Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading is 1 Chronicles chapter 6, and it is April 27th. Just one chapter today, and it's only one chapter, but it's a long chapter. I mean, it's several pages in my Bible, and it's another genealogy, or it's a continuation of a genealogy. And I see that as a good thing. This one's actually really helpful to me because it throws in, after every dozen or so names, an event. It's a timeline, if you will. It's a guide for the next couple of books that we're going to be reading, as well as those that we're currently in. I mean, we've taken a pause from Samuel to go into Chronicles and to read in the Psalms and all of these different things that were taking place around the same time in these history books and these poems. And it's really helpful. For instance, in verse 10, chapter 6 again, Johanan fathered Azariah, who served as priest in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. Well, we know that Solomon built the temple in beginning in 1 Kings chapter 6, or at least we will know that if we hang in there and keep on reading for a few more weeks. Um, you skip down, and that, I mean, that happened around 1,000 or so B.C., give or take, but it was around 1,000 years before Jesus came that the temple was built by Solomon. Skip down to verse 16. Jehozadak went into exile when Yahweh sent Judah and Jerusalem into exile at the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was famous. We all learned about him in Sunday school, didn't we? In the book of Daniel, and he's mentioned other places as well. But it, we know that Daniel was written during the exile to Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar. And that took place around 600 B.C. Some scholars think it's 586 B.C. But it was around that time. So, you know, 550 to 600 years before Jesus came. Roughly 400 years or so after Solomon came. So, helpful. We see the name Korah pop up in verse 22. Remember, we... I've read many psalms written by the sons of Korah. So that's interesting. Maybe it's this Korah, maybe it's not. But interesting, just to make a note as well. Skip down to verse 31. These are the men David put in charge of the music in Yahweh's temple after the ark came to rest there. Hmm. So this was probably referring to the tabernacle, not Solomon's temple that was built after David died. Verse 32, they ministered with song in front of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, okay, until Solomon built Yahweh's temple in Jerusalem. How important is it that they had worship, that they led people in song, that they were lifting high the presence of the name of the holy God, Yahweh. They were exalting his name. They were praising him. They were worshiping him. They were leading people in song. And God's glory would show up. 
we know the Bible says that God does not change. We talked about worshiping yesterday and how important it is to reset our perspective through worship. It's good that David has his priorities in order. All the way down in verse 48, the Levites were assigned to all the service of the tabernacle, God's temple. But Aaron and his sons, a special subset of the Levites, did all the work of the most holy place. They presented the offerings on the altar of burnt offerings and on the altar of incense to make atonement for Israel. Atonement was a covering over of their sins. Now, killing these animals served a few purposes. One, it was they were obeying the commands that they had been given. Second, they were being showed that there had to be a sacrifice to atone for the sins of the people. They also pointed toward God's perfect sacrifice. The sins of these animals did not bring about God's forgiveness, but it was a sign. They were a sign that pointed toward the ultimate sacrifice when God placed his own life, his word, the communication device of his heart. That's what a word is really, isn't it? A communication device that comes from the heart. It's a tool. It's an expression of who we are, what we think. Jesus said, the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Jesus was the name given to the person in whom God placed his word, his very heart. And he came here for a reason, several reasons really, but ultimately one very important reason. It was to give his life as a ransom, atonement, for all of us who would believe and for all of us who would repent and not continue to live in sin. Now, salvation is freely offered it is a gift. We cannot earn it. And yet, it elicits a response. We cannot continue living our life the way we always did, choosing for ourselves what we want and what we'll do. There was a reason that Jesus died on the cross with a crown of thorns on his head signifying death to the way this world thinks, the way you and I think, and nails through the hands, signifying the things we do, the things the world does, nails through his feet, signifying the way the world walks, the way you and I walked before we were overcome by his amazing beautiful grace. Think on these things, my friends. God bless you. 
May he increase your faith and make you even more sure that you are fully his. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.